Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Tuesday to you. It's Tuesday, February the 16th. Today's uh, episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next purchase. Now, what I want to talk about today is, of course, it's the day after the game. The 76ers lost 134-123 to to the Utah Jazz. Now, the fact that the Sixers lost isn't surprising. No, it's not. I actually expected them to lose. But I'm here to tell you, the Sixers played a whole lot better than I, I expected them to. Or make it closer. Now, that might sound crazy when you factor in how Furkan Korkmaz was held scoreless, how Danny Green struggled to make a shot, how the bench was just for the third straight game in a row, didn't really give him anything. And how for the fourth game in a row, an opposing player scored at least, at least 30 points. Jordan Clarkson had 40, 40 against the Sixers last night. And when coming off the bench. So you say to yourself, like, Pompey, you talking about you think they did well? Well, here's the thing. I was extremely impressed by the play of Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, right? I was really impressed by that. I really, 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 really was. And so for that, it's kind of sort of like I had a feeling they were going to lose. Once Joel Embiid was a scratch, you know, I had a feeling that they were going to lose. So I was impressed by the way um, Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris stepped up. So I want to talk about that in the first segment. Now, in the second segment, we got to talk about Joel Embiid missing another game against the Elite Center, right? Um, it, I want to talk about, we said it before yesterday, or talked about it yesterday. This is something that's going to cost him the MVP unless, unless Joel plays against everyone from the second half of the season. I can't see him winning MVP, y'all. I mean, again, he's putting up phenomenal numbers. But when you factor in that he's doing it against third-tier centers, second-tier centers, power forward, stuff like that, I think that's going to stand in his way. And you know how we do in the third segment. It's just a matter of, like, what's on my mind, what's going on. We're just going to attack that one, okay? But uh, before we get started, I want to let you guys know that in addition to being the host of this podcast, I'm also the 76ers beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. So you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer, hard copy if you want, the Philadelphia Daily News, hard copy, or you could go to inquire.com and, and read my stuff. Articles come there seven days a week. Another thing you can do is that you can subscribe, I mean, you could follow me on, um, on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. Same thing for Instagram, Pompey on Sixers. Do that today. But look, without further ado, you know, Ben Simmons, y'all, was balling last night. And the thing about Ben is funny. Before the game, I did a, a radio hit um, and with, with WIP. And uh, I was asked a question. I was asked, when Ben Simmons goes out and he's on fire, basically, I'm paraphrasing here, but when he's on fire in the first half, and then he, like, slows down a little bit in the second half. And it, is that a problem or not? Or, or, or should should we want more? 
And I was like, yeah, of course, definitely we should want more from Ben Simmons. Because, you know, Ben Simmons is in attack mode. And there's been a lot of games where Ben Simmons has been in attack mode early on. And then all of a sudden, it just settles down late in the game. And you can't have that anymore. I mean, you just can't. Well, let me tell you this. It didn't happen last night. You know, Ben Simmons was in attack mode from the beginning of the game. He stayed in his attack mode. He and Tobias Harris. Simmons ended up with a career-high 42 points. Tobias Harris finished with a season-high 36 points, right? And when you look at it, these two guys combined to score 78 of the 76ers' points. Now, that's what they have to do on nights that Joel Embiid doesn't play. Now, I'm not Tobias Harris. He's been producing when Joel Embiid doesn't play. But Ben Simmons has, hasn't really got out of that uh, role that he has. But on this night, Doc Rivers made a great adjustment. He, he, he played Ben at the center. He, he, uh, uh, Tobias went slid to the three. And um, Mike Scott started at the four. Uh, uh, Danny Green, who's a traditional small forward, played the two. And, and then um, – Seth Curry, who's the shooting guard, was the point guard, right? So when you look at that, right, you look at it. You know, Ben Simmons, he had 42 points, 42 points, and he made 15 of 26 shots, right? He was 12 of 13 from the foul line. His 15 made field goals were a career high, right? You know what I mean? And then the thing is, like I said, it started from the gate. He began as the center. Rudy Gobert is one of the league's elite centers, right? He's arguably the best defensive center in the league. He couldn't hang with Ben. Nah, not at all. He could not hang with Ben. You know, and that's the thing. Ben's quickness and everything, Rudy Gobert could not hang with Ben. And it was obvious from the start. From the very start, you know, Ben Simmons had 19 of his points in the first quarter on seven for seven shooting, right? And Tobias Harris, he was also solid in the first in the first quarter, scoring 14 points, right? Thanks to the duo's combined 32 points, the Sixers took a 42-35 lead into the second quarter. The Sixers shot 72.7% in the court, right? So, you know, you, you look at it, man. This was a good win. I mean, a good good game for Simmons. Something that you can move on, move past. Now, when we talk about the Utah Jazz, and I say, like, I know the bench struggled. Believe me, the bench struggled. The Sixers bench struggled. I mean, you look at it like a guy like, Furkan Korkmaz, who who goes 0 for 5 from the field on the second uh, second uh, exact night. I mean, second uh, consecutive night. He graded out as a minus 15, a game worth minus 15, zero points. Um, you know, Matisse Thibel wasn't bad, but he had five points, right? He had two blocks and he had two steals, right? I mean, you know, he shot two for three from the field, right? Then you have... Um, uh, Tyrese Maxey was three for eight. He had eight points. Dwight Howard, um, 
prayers, my condolences to his family. There was a loss in the family yesterday. He played the game, though. And um, I know the family is proud of him. I mean, this brother had 14 points and 12 rebounds, right? He shot the ball five for eight, you know. But, um, and then Isaiah Joe, he played uh, two minutes and 32 seconds. He only took the one shot. But when you look at it, you say to yourself, you're like, you know, the bench still was outscored by a lot. And Furkan Korkmaz just didn't show up to play. But I hate to say it, this came against the league's best team, right? The league's best team. Like, you look at Utah, right? Utah is now 23-5, and five, um, and they've been close to invincible, winning eight straight and 19 of their last 20 games. So when I see Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris ball like this on the road against this team, there was fans in the stands, right? It was a nice electric atmosphere. Hey, I have to give my hats off to the Sixers in this one in a loss, in a loss. Now, let me tell you guys about Bilt Bar. For the people who don't know, <laughs> I got like a love affair with Bilt Bar. You know, Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Mmm, mmm, mmm. It's gooey, chewy, chocolatey. Oh, man. Like if my mom was here, boy, it was one of those you would slap your mama. Nah, I ain't going that far, mama. I'm only joking. But I'm telling y'all this. Bilt Bar is, is, a, is a great um, protein bar. You know, it's one that I, I'm fortunate enough and I'm smart enough now to know that I got I have to travel with. And it just tastes so good. It really does. Like, you know what? It's healthy for you. People who know me know that I love chocolate. And I rave, tra rave track all the time. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it takes that desire away from me because it tastes like a candy bar. It looks like a candy bar, but with only 120 calories. You know it's good for you, and they have strawberry shortcake. They have um, vel um, they have carrot cake. They have everything that you want. All these different flavors that you want to cheat with, but they're only a hundred and twenty calories. So I'm telling you all this. Don't do it now because you have to listen to this podcast. But as soon as this podcast is over, go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. And get 20% off your next purchase. Do it today. Now, here's the thing. So, you know, this was wacky yesterday. Like, I, I kind of told y'all, I had a feeling that Joel Embiid wasn't going to play today. I just had it uh, yesterday. I mean, it was one of those things where um, I wake up, I wake up Sunday morning. I wake up in Phoenix. And as I'm heading to the airport, I say to myself, Joel ain't playing tomorrow. He's just not. And I'm like adding it up because I know that, you know, Joel Embiid is going to miss games. He's going to miss games for his rest this year, right? He's just going to do it. But then you say like, dang, this is like he played all these games in a row. I know he's going to miss the next one. And then you say to yourself like, and it's against Rudy Gobert. Yeah, he's going to miss this game because the thing, the trend is that for the most part, he missed a lot of games against elite centers. 
Now, the problem is people, some people may get mad that you mention that, but it's, it's the truth. Like, is it just coincidental? Who knows? But that's what the fact is. He hasn't played a lot of games against the elite centers and post players. He just hasn't. So I kind of had a feeling that he wasn't going to play. You get Then you go the afternoon. You wait for the injury report to come out. Joel Embiid, questionable. Like, dang. I was talking to one of my buddies. I said, Lou, what I tell you? So questionable. So then yesterday, the question was, you asked Doc Rivers before the game, what's the status with Joel? I mean, is Joel going? And did he participate in, in shoot-around? Doc says, yeah. Doc is, like, unaware that there's anything wrong with Joel. He wasn't under that impression. So you're like, okay. And then right before the game, he scratched, and he doesn't play. Now, after the game, I asked Doc, was he concerned about that? We all know he's going to miss games. But, it's, but the games that he are missing are all against elite centers. He missed the matchup against Andre Drummond. He missed the matchup against Jonas Valanciunas. He missed the matchup against Sabonis from, from Indiana and Miles Turner from Indiana. And he missed the matchup against uh, uh, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, right? So when you say that, you know, Joel is putting up an MVP type of number. He's putting up an MVP type of numbers. But so is Jokic. And Jokic hasn't missed a game. So, to me, when they're going to have voters, and if voters, like, start doing stuff, and they see that he missed so many games, and they see who he missed the games against, Joel ain't going to make the All-Star team. I mean, he ain't going to make MVP. I mean, he'll make the All-Star team. Now, he's going to be he's going to be announced as a starter on Thursday. I mean, we just all know that. I mean, like, you know, top three. I mean, I I don't think there's no way in, in, in heck that Joel won't make it as an all-star starter for the fourth consecutive season, right? So, to me, I'm telling you, this is going to hurt Joel. It really is. It really is. Now, you know, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. Bet Online AG. Sign up today for a free account to Bet Online AG and use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Now, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you subscribe to your podcast at. You can also follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. You can follow me on Instagram at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can do yourself a favor by purchasing, purchasing the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Philadelphia Daily News, or logging on to Inquirer.com. We'll have you covered for the daily Sixers coverage. Now, you know, the thing is, uh, the Sixers right now, they, they, they went on this road trip. Uh, this road trip was one of those things that was going to be extremely eye-opening. It was going to give us a sense of how good the Sixers are. Because, let's face it, the Western Conference is like these teams that they played are all like playoff caliber teams. 
They all had winning records when the Sixers played them, winning teams. And, you know, the Sixers have some work to be done. They do. Like, you look at it, Shake Milton didn't play this game. The Sixers right now, they have six guys. They have the five starters, and they have Shake Milton. And it seems as if, as if, if one of them misses the game, the Sixers lose, right? That's what it is. So, right now, the Sixers are a team that's kind of lacking depth. I kind of like what I saw from Dwight Howard. I kind of like what I saw from Matisse Seibel. But it seems like right now, Furkan Korkmaz has to get it a little bit together. Um, you know, Furkan is a, is a good player. He can knock down shots. But he tends to struggle against, like, athletic guys. He tends to, at times, whenever you need him to really produce, you need him to, like, okay, for tonight, I need you to give me at least 15. I need it. I need it. When the pressure is on, it's like that's when he doesn't really show up a lot. So they need to get something from him. But right now, this Sixers team looks like, you know, what we thought in the beginning. You know, like, you know, there's a team that we thought that wasn't quite there yet, that wasn't quite ready. Um, now, we, we, like I said in yesterday's podcast, sometimes they got a little overhyped because of they were in first place and they're in first place and this and that. But right now, we look at this team, and this team, they need to develop a little bit more. They need some help on the bench. I mean, they need some other things. Ben Simmons has to continue to do this when Joel is there in order for them to be productive and have um, a successful postseason, a successful postseason. Because the way this team is constructed right now um, and the way they're playing, I don't see them going far in the playoffs. Now, maybe it could change, but I don't. I just don't. But, again, I'm saying this knowing, and you heard what I said, that Ben Simmons and um, Tobias Harris was phenomenal. I also look at it and I say to myself that, you know, uh, this was a, a, a good loss if there's a such thing just because of the growth that I saw with Ben's game and I saw Tobias's game. Uh, they both just played phenomenally. Um, but in regards to it, this team needs, in our overall totality, this team needs some help. It really does. I mean, it just does because they lost uh, the last three games on the road trip. They gave up 40 points to uh, Jordan Clarkson, and that was the fourth game in a row that they gave up at least 30. Now, you look at it like, okay, well, Joel Embiid made a huge presence. Well, you can also say these other guys had 30 while Joel in the games that Joel Embiid played. So, you know, maybe he wouldn't have got 40, but he would have got 30. You know, it's one of those things. But, hey, I want to thank you all for listening and have a blessed, 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 blessed.